I've got headphones on now, so yeah. I can't hear if he's still screaming. <laughs> you just let me know. Hello and welcome back to this Audible Mums group. My name's Ali Barnes and this is a podcast for new and expectant mums navigating the joyful complexities of motherhood. I usually work full-time in Brecky Radio, but right now I'm on maternity leave, I'm hanging out with my two-and-a-half-year-old Banjo and my five-month-old Zach. I'm recording this at my dining table and it's 8pm and Banjo's asleep, but Zach is just not feeling it right now so he's screaming a little bit in the background uh my amazing husband sean has taken him for a walk in the carrier and we're hoping he passes out soon but otherwise we might hit pause on the recording and uh, (laughs) pick it up at another time but we'll see how we go (laughs) now the time and energy that i put into molding my little ones during you know this period of greatest vulnerability is the absolute best use of my time i fully believe that but gee whiz it's exhausting Usually at this time of the night, I've got energy to press the red button on my TV remote and that's about it. And I'm one of the lucky ones who has an incredible village of help around me. Even though I'm currently on maternity leave, Banjo still goes to daycare two days a week and he has a day with his grandmother. And those days are so good. (laughs) I feel a little bit guilty, but he gets the energy and stimulation that I could not give him every single day. And they're important for me and Zach. I love having time for us to just bond and play and have uninterrupted naps. Uh, And they're necessary for getting the boring house jobs and life admin done. So I want to know, how do stay-at-home mums do it all? Tonight, I'm chatting with an everyday mum who I would consider a superhuman, Kat Francis, who cares for her three-year-old John day in, day out. We're talking about the joys and challenges of full-time motherhood. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Kat, can you just start by introducing yourself, your family, and also sharing a little bit about what life looked like before John? Sure. So my name is Kat Francis. Um, my husband's name is James, and we have a three and a bit year old son called John. And he's being raised in a little village, I guess you say. So my sister and my brother and I were lucky enough to have our first kids within nine months of each other. Oh, that's so um, fun. Which wasn't planned. That'd be a bit <laughs> weird, but um, <laughs> so that was a happy accident. Yeah. Um, so he's growing up sort of with his little cousins in a bit of a crazy village. Do you live nearby? We do. So we're lucky we live all within like 15 minutes of each other, which has been lovely. And do they get along or is it still the age where you need to referee? Oh, we're, we're sort of, we're moving towards letting them figure things out themselves, yeah. but there's definitely still moments where you have to get very much involved. Of course, yeah. 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 And before that, I was a high school teacher. Okay. Yeah. What uh, subjects? So visual arts, design and English. Yeah, okay. Mm. So growing up, did you have a parent who stayed at home? Yes. So my mum stayed at home. My mum was an early childhood teacher, a preschool teacher, um, and she worked right up until she had my brother and then she stopped working and she didn't go back to work until we were pretty much at the end of high school okay. and then she worked. And my dad um, worked, he was an engineering draftsman and so he worked right up until that point and then he actually took a little bit of time off just when my mum was going back to work. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so I've seen both my parents be full-time parents. Love that. Mm. So what sort of shaped your decision to be a stay-at-home mum? 
Yeah, so um, I guess I've always been maternal. Like I've always loved kids. I've always been around kids. I remember babysitting overnight when I was 13 and I don't think I would let a 13-year-old look after John overnight. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy in hindsight. Um, And I always hoped I'd have kids. Um, So that was part of it. And then being a teacher, I also sort of felt like I knew about kids and I really wanted to be involved in raising John. Um, But another big aspect of it was did come down to money I feel like that's the elephant in the room yeah. so I have friends who love to be at home full-time with their kids and they just can't and then I also have friends who sort of say like that's my worst nightmare I you know I would not like to be at home full-time so for me it was just personal preference and then we were pretty strategic like we tried to save we delayed having kids we've been married for about six years before we had kids yeah um and we tried to tick off some sort of bucket list things and buy property and try and get a bit organized so that we'd have a little bit of flexibility at this point in John's life yeah yeah it is an incredible gift to be able to stay at home and it's not a financial reality for everyone but uh it's also a pretty big sacrifice and particularly for you in terms of your career dreams yeah yeah have you ever felt anxious about this time out of the workforce? Yeah, so definitely. I mean, I think there are some times where, like everything in parenting, there's so many different facets of it. So there are times where I think, oh my goodness, you know, I'm not earning super mm. or I'm not saving. And what if we, if I had a salary as well, what would that look like for us long term, sort of like compound over time? Mm. Um, but I do, I definitely was really thoughtful about taking time off a career to stay with John Um, and it's if I thought that I'd make myself redundant by taking that time off and I'd make myself completely unemployable I wouldn't have done it so I knew teaching that it's not quite professional development but I I genuinely (laughs) believe that going back to teaching that's right and um, 100% you could be a better teacher from, yeah, you know, needing to negotiate, so. navigate yeah. your little one. And there were times like I'd sit in parent-teacher interviews and parents would say when I was first starting teaching, like, oh, and do you have kids yourself? And and I thought, no, I don't. And I don't know what that means yet. You yeah. know, like I don't know how that will change when I do have kids. Um, and I'm really... I'm really thankful now to have had a child to think, wow, it really does change your perspective on the role of the parent. Oh, yeah. So even like approaching a behavioural issue or getting a parent involved in something, I think I have a new understanding of, I guess, how precious kids are to parents. You know, you have to really think about how you approach talking to them about their kids. So I don't have any regrets. I wasn't a mean teacher, but I do think, oh, wow, it's like... No wonder some parents get really defensive or really, you know, are in denial because it's really hard to get, you know, any negative feedback about your kid. So I'd like to think that spending this time with John would sort of help me in my career. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, and also trusting God. Like James and I have been pretty intentional about thinking about this season. Mm. And, And when I do think, oh, wow, like I wonder if I would struggle to get a job with COVID and all the changes that have happened. At the end of the day, I'm like, I do just trust God. I trust that we prayed about this, we thought about it and we keep reassessing it. That's such a comfort. Hmm. I don't know what the perception is today in modern society, but is there ever a bit of a wig out when someone asks you, what do you do? Yeah, and I think 
I, I'm also have become like aware that it's pretty controversial in the sense that um, like when some people say I'm a full-time mum I've had people react and say well I'm a full-time mum I just work part of that time I don't stop being a mum so I'm like oh okay that's, that's helpful a, that's interesting okay it's a hot button if, I didn't realize yeah, yeah right. That's right or if I say like I'm a stay-at-home mum people are like so do you stay at home all day I'm like actually don't really you know like it's oh so interesting everything's so political yes. um and yeah and then I have people who say you know do you think that that's taking a role model away from John like do you think it's not empowering for him to see his mum work and that's when I'm like well he's three oh so he has time to see me work <gasps> and people also, don't actually say that do yeah, they yeah. oh wow but I think I think it's it's just the flip side so if okay. you worked full time yeah I'm sure there'd be people who give just as you know irrelevant I guess or harsh feedback okay. to people who work full-time like do you not think your kids need you or but I, so I always find it interesting but I'm really at peace with being with John yeah I think if it was if we were on a knife edge financially mm. I really hated it and I was like struggling or there was something else going on that just made it not enjoyable I think those things would maybe cause me to rethink it yeah but I just feel so at peace and I love it mm. so I, w- I find it more interesting than alarming. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about what you love. Like I did a little bit of Facebook stalking <laughs> and you guys seem to have the best adventures. <laughs> Tell me what you love about this season. Yeah. I think um, when John was younger and he just didn't sleep and I had friends who'd say, oh, I have like a morning session. Then we have a nap. We might have lunch and downtime. They have an afternoon session and then my husband's home from work. I'd be like, oh, wow, that's nice that you can kind of chunk your day. Whereas John would not sleep very well overnight, then be up at Sparrows and then not sleep at all during the day. And he started walking when he was nine months. Oh, so wow. he was totally. just yep. off like a rocket. Um, and then my husband, up until COVID, literally the week before COVID, he was still flying to Melbourne sometimes once a week for work. Yeah. So I, I think I quite quickly, once we had a kid, became quite independent in terms of it wasn't team sport yeah. per se like more that, solo parenting yeah day-to-day. it was very very traditional roles in that James was working hard and long hours and I was working hard and long hours at mothering yeah. um but it meant that I also was like right let's make this fun like if I if I sit at home and you know just kind of try and play on the floor with him I think I would lose my mind yes so it helped that he was active and it helped that I just thought from the get-go we can go out all day like I can get on a ferry go to the city have lunch with you, walk through a park, do something. We can be home at seven o'clock and you have just been going that whole time. Yeah. So I think that helped me to switch my thinking from not, oh my goodness, I need to get you to nap or, you know, oh, if only we could break things up a bit too. Actually, this is a gift. Like I can just take you somewhere for a whole day. We could get a train to the city. We can get in the car and drive two hours and then still do something and then drive back. Yeah. And you haven't cracked it at all that whole time because you're just thirsty for it. So I think, yeah, that that's where the adventuring came from. I love that. I, I also find I'm a better mum when I'm out and about. Like mm. it energises me. Yeah, I'm the same. Like if I'm in the toy room and we're playing on the mat, I will go nuts. Yes. But yeah, yeah. getting out and about and – I know I'm not meant to say this out loud, but I think with other people around, mm. I'm also a better mom. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm conscious right. of what other people think. And I also like see my kids 
you know, when you a stranger's like, oh, they're so cute. Oh, look at them. Yes, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, look at them. They yeah. are so cute. <laughs> I right. need to get out of the house. Yeah. Or I, yeah. yeah. I get lazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think also with teaching, there's a part of teaching that's performative. Like if you're having a really bad day, yes. year 11 doesn't care. And they probably don't need to know no. what your, you know, your personal life thing is. So you have to. I'm sure they'd like, love to know. Yeah. But <laughs> oh, my goodness. The Facebook requests. Oh you're like, no, no, no. Um, so you have to walk in and say like, morning, everyone. How are you? Like you do have to. You can still be genuine. Yeah. And they tell. Kids are very honest. But I think with being a mum as well, I realise part of it is sort of trying to keep an even keel for John's sake. Yeah. So that's right. Like on a day that I just think, oh, my goodness, I'm not having a good day. I'm tired or I'm cranky or I'm distracted. That's what I go, let's go do something really fun. Like let's go to a museum or let's go to a messy play group or let's just walk and be in the sun and sort of let the fresh air take care of it. So, yeah. Uh, When I'm having like a very sleep-deprived day, like I've woken up and it feels like my phone was not charged at all yes. like my battery is yes. dead that's the day that I wear makeup yes I feel like I have to look better on the days that I feel awful yeah and it'll just kind of give me a bit more of a pep in the step yeah I literally say to myself in my head like put your big girl pants on like, yeah I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna put grown-up clothes on yes. I'm gonna like have a shower put on some makeup wear clothes that are not a mum yeah. uniform and get out and same for John. Like I think it is kids pick up on those unspoken little um, cues. Like, yeah. you know, like we're getting dressed, we're getting in the car, we're getting our keys, off we go. I think that peps them up a little bit yeah. to know as well there's a change coming totally. that can be healthy for them. Yeah. And they love being in new environments. Yes. Like they thrive, I imagine. Like I, I'm torn on this because I often hear like kids love routine. Mm. But I also see Banjo, my two-and-a-half-year-old, just thrives going to new places yeah. and the routine being thrown out the window. Yeah. Is that your experience with John? Absolutely. So around nine months, between the six months when he was just like zen baby mm. to when we say like at six months he woke up and then he was just awake. Um, between like and six and nine went months. to sleep again. That's right. <laughs> when it got to nine months, we went to Chesillian because we thought we've broken him. Like we've got to be doing something <laughs> wrong. And then in hindsight, we realised he was learning to walk. So it was everyone saying like, oh, he should probably be napping. And, but his brain, yeah. his body was just exploding with yeah. activity. That's and what I'm hoping right now while Zach is screaming in I'm the background. Sure. He's like learning Spanish. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I, tomorrow he'll crawl. No, it's just wait. that thing where you just think. <laughs> it's true. Their bodies are doing something really cool, but it makes them kind of crazy. Hard to work. Yeah, yeah crazy, <laughs> crazy. And so Chasilin was like, right, here's like a schedule and blah, blah, blah. I remember literally putting it on the wall and James and I going, let's give this a go. And it took one day before we just looked at each other and intuitively went, there's no way. Like John is not a routine baby. It'd be great if he was, but he's just not. And that's when I was just like, okay, we've got to just keep it a little bit fresh and try and think of new things to do. And he thrives on that. And does that work for you? I think so, yeah. And when I was teaching, ironically, I'm quite an organised person and I love that I could sort of tell you what I'm doing on September 5th at 10am because my whole life is a timetable. So I could tell you it's this day, this period, this class, this is what I'd be doing. Um, But with a kid, I have learnt to embrace, like I have no idea what I'll be doing in September. We could (laughs) be anywhere. We could be – so it's kind of – yeah, I've had like a COVID mothering approach, you know, like everything can change on a whim. I did love when I asked you, could you do a recording? And you're like, oh, we might be going away. I'm not sure. I'm like, 
this weekend, you're still making a decision about whether you're going away in a few days time. That's amazing. I want that kind of spontaneity back in my life. That's so cool. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So talk to me about the day-to-day challenges because. Yeah. Yeah. I think sleep. Yeah. (laughs) It was a big one. And that took me a little while to adjust and I kept thinking the naps will come. Um, So it is fatigue. And I think it's the, again, the other side of that going out and doing things spontaneously or having a big adventure is trying to pace myself Mm. and knowing that if we've had a really big day and it's been really fun socially, like there's lots of other kids and other people, we've gone somewhere new or we've traveled a lot, Mm. then the next day, almost without a doubt, John and I will need a bit of a downtime, even if it's just a slow start. So just learning to pace ourselves. Um, and then also coming up with things to do with him. Yeah. So um, thinking of like, do I want to do something that's an activity or do I want to do something socially or do I feel like doing that? Is he yeah. into that? As he keeps growing and changing, just constantly reassessing what our weekly schedule looks like. Yeah. And how far do you plan? Because I have a bunch of friends who are on mat leave or uh, stay-at-home moms and so I can be pretty last minute with them yeah and <laughs> flick around the message who's around tomorrow yeah um but then yeah other times I really need to kind of get it in the diary and then yeah. it's like mate we've committed to this yeah. <laughs> we're doing it whether you feel like yeah. it or not it's this person's birthday or this yeah. or the other um are you sort of do you make plans in advance or is it sort of just winging it so my natural inclination is I used to love to have things locked in ahead of time and mm. be sort of kind of able to pace things a bit. But I think with John, like now in, in particular with all the bugs, you can't take a kid somewhere if they're sneezing or coughing or yes, so true. I will literally tell him as we're about to get in the car. So he'll wake up in the morning and say, what are we doing today? And I might tell him a loose plan, but it's not until we're actually leaving. I say, right, we're going to Blah Blah's house because so often you get a text where someone's like, my kid's woken up with a fever or over breakfast, I'll look at John and go, oh my goodness, you look a bit snotty or so that's made it a bit more fast and loose. So I use tomorrow's plans to get banjo to go to sleep tonight so oh. i'm like honey we're gonna have a really good night's sleep because we're gonna go hang out with zz tomorrow yes. and then you're like oh okay <laughs> well john would be like let me tell you about ZZ. Oh. <laughs> and we'd be up for an hour and he'd be like and then what will we do like he loves a bedtime chat loves it loves it so so the days that you feel absolutely exhausted is it like you know john gets a little bit more tv time or like what happens on those days i i'm a big believer in fresh air so Mm. i think if i'm really knackered i will try and get us outside straight away so that might be just going outside to eat breakfast or um i love gardening and john loves gardening so just doing anything in the garden like he loves to look for bugs or if it's rain like do a snail hunt or just something that's outside okay um and i sort of find that like a bit of vitamin d a bit of fresh air peps us up uh, and then depending if it's like real exhaustion, mm. if we're really tired, I'll do something simple. So like drive to a beach 
and just play on the beach and yeah. that's it. Yep. So it's not like, don't touch that. You could break that. We yes. can't go there. You can't break the sand. So yep. I'm like, roll around like a little chicken schnitzel. I don't <laughs> care. Just get filthy. So that's that's my go-to. It's just yeah. really simple, but just go somewhere. Um, and then like today, he just was not in the mood to do anything. So Daniel Tiger, he loves Daniel Tiger. What's that? So it's a little, oh my goodness, if you do not know Daniel Tiger, you are missing out, my friend. Oh. So go on Netflix. It's oh, okay. It's a little character. Fabulous, yeah. It's a TV show. Is it animated? It is. I can't get Banjo into anything animated at the I moment. I couldn't with John either. So John was... I'm hanging out for Bluey. Yes, that's oh. right. I love Bluey. And I John couldn't wait. care less. No, he doesn't. Why doesn't he care? Yeah, <laughs> try. And it's based on the like Mr. Rogers, American oh, Cardigans yeah. little TV guy. Okay. And so it's really wholesome. It's pretty, it's pretty Christian content. Yeah, and they right. talk about things like what to do in terms of empathy or patience or yeah. if someone's playing in a way you don't like. Oh, he loves fab. that. Okay. And then they sing a song and he'll often sing the song. Like tonight oh. he sang the Grown Ups Come Back song because he knew I was going, so I'd come back. Oh, so, wow. okay. Daniel yeah. Tiger. Yeah. Okay. And I find he'll that will actually sort of help him emotionally self-regulate. So Daniel Tiger on or or just ask him. Like I'll literally just say, like, what do you want to do? It's always so interesting. It, yeah. it takes me so long to think yeah. to ask that. Me too. And then when I do... It's like I thought we'd play with the magnetic tiles, but actually he wants to go on his scooter. Totally. Or, totally. or vice versa. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think it's often like like when your husband or your mom or someone says like, what's wrong? And then you're like, actually, I'm really stressed about blah or I don't have time for blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it does take that trigger to say, what's up, buddy? Or you look a bit cranky or yeah. what, what do you actually want to do rather than this? Yeah. And then they can slowly with age put their finger on what they're feeling yeah so oh, that's good so Daniel tiger Daniel do it tiger Mate, Give when it you away. go home i'm gonna check it out <laughs> that's right <laughs> some of this in my life <laughs> so i'd say motherhood in general is a fairly thankless job especially with the age that our kids are at the moment um i really appreciate at work the feedback i get from mm. my boss the affirmation the sick days, <laughs> the yes. annual leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, your little boss doesn't give you any of that. Yeah. Uh, how do you go? Is, is that something that you and your husband are quite, quite intentional about, you know, showing each other appreciation for what you're doing? Well, I think even just recently we're talking about this and it was sort of a two-way street. It'd be when he clocks off work and before COVID that could be, depending on what he's doing, like almost any time. So he might come home at 10 o'clock, like leave early, be home late and just didn't see John that day. Yep. So that's a, that was a season when it, yeah, like we both were like, I feel knackered and also I was like – you know, there's a balance between me spending lots of time with John, you spending lots of time at work, but both of us also needing to have the flip of that. Like you spending one-on-one with John mm. and me doing complete time out on my own, not with John yep. to recharge. Um, but we've got better at intentionally saying thank you to each mm. other. And I think I've got better at, I guess, like self-advocacy, like saying can you help me with this? Or I'm finding this really hard. So rather than saying like, can you tell me I'm doing a good job? Just saying, I need help doing this job. Mm. You know, like I need a break or I'm, you know, I'm tired. Like I'm really tired today. After you finish work, do you think you could take John for a walk so I can just have a break? Or, yeah. yeah, I love that. I think often women, 
and I'd say even more so mums can be the silent victim. Yeah. And we're really frustrated at our partners. Yeah. And that's not fair. They're not yeah. mind readers. We that's just need to exactly vocalise and say, hey, today was really hard. Yeah. Can you take the lead on dinner or yeah. whatever it is? Yeah. Uh, I need to go for a walk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about the practical stuff. So I leave all my cleaning and life admin, all that jazz to the days that Banjo is at daycare. Mm. How do you get anything done with him around? <laughs> so I think it's sort of, it's, I think a nice credit to James. So he, the other day was like, I think it's good that John is learning how to run a house in that he understands these are, these are life skills. Yeah. And it triggered me to think, actually, oh. yeah, like, lucky his future wife you yeah. know like he'd be like designing at three you know like I just, it made me sort of think oh I don't feel as bad for oh I have to do the ironing okay John do you want to help or do you want to play by yourself or I'm just doing this now that's such a good point because I always feel guilty that I'm like dragging him along to do the groceries mm. but that's actually actually I don't because he gets a twiggy stick and he's fine. But but yeah, when I have mm. to do certain things, I feel like, oh, you'd so much prefer to play, but this is really important in their yeah. learning and development. Yeah. So I think there's that side of it, just having an appreciation of how things work. Mm. And I, I'm very aware of if John is playing and I'm doing a job and he's getting cranky and sort of saying, play with me, play with me, I actually try really hard to stop. And I think it's that biblical thing with like the Mary Martha of, you know, what is better. Yes. So I do try and stop myself and go, this can wait. I need to be present for my kid. Oh, there will good. come an age where he will stop saying, play with me, mummy. And I don't want to miss that window. It's heartbreaking to think about yeah, that. But yeah, yeah. It's a good, good perspective. And then I also, um, I just try and make everything a game. So Everything, I talk about it really explicit with, explicitly with John. And then if I'm writing a shopping list, I'm like, right, let's go get you a special pen. So he gets to like pick a pen from my actual desk. Yeah. And then let's get you like special paper. And he'll pretend to write a list and we'll talk through what will you get at the shops. And then he'll say like, you know, I'm going to get sliced cheese and oh. an ice block. And, and some of the things I'll then put on the shopping list. So then yeah. when we go shopping, I'll be like, right, now's your chance. Like get your sliced cheese. And yeah. so there's those little things I think help him feel like it's genuine involvement. Yeah. And it's actually okay for him to do chores, even if it's that, can you just help put the clothes in the washing machine? Yes. I don't expect you to fold them all and no. iron them all, but could you do a part of this? Yeah. Oh, so, I keep seeing like those toy Dysons. Yeah. Like, People, just give them the real thing. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> I exactly give right. Banjo it and he loves it. Yeah. I'm like, well, you might as well clean the house. We'll see. Yeah. 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 Okay. I love this mentality. And I also think I found really helpful is John has his own little drawers. They're like really just cheap wire drawers that we actually got from like a garage sale um, and they're in our kitchen and John has his own cups, plates, bowls, utensils. So he will, I'll say, okay, buddy, we're having lunch. Go get a plate and a fork and a knife and he'll run and get all of his own stuff. Mm. And at the end, um, he knows to put it in the sink. And then after the dishwasher, when we're unpacking, he'll get his own stuff and put it away in his own little bit of the kitchen. And it's I, I'm very for like childhood is childhood. Don't, you know, get your kids doing tax returns and, you know, like don't <laughs> make them mini adults. But he actually enjoys that ownership. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. any assertion of independence. Yeah, and, that's yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. And they do. They. It's like when you're at school, you always know what kids older than you are doing, but you never remember their kids in the years below. So it's sort of remembering yes. they're watching us. They think we're so interesting. If they can do Little a mini do version know. of what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I struggle to feel motivated when I have a lot of time. I need a deadline. Yeah. And so right now I'm on maternity leave and you can see there's two baskets of washing yeah. that they can get folded tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Maybe next week because I've yeah. got next week. Yeah. How do you go? Yeah. With so, like, Do you struggle with idleness or are you pretty motivated? I think so. James and I, before we had John, because we both worked pretty long hours, we were really efficient with jobs. We'd just say, right, can you do this? I'll do that. Done. And we were the sort of people who we just like to get it done before we went to bed. Even if it meant like hour of power, let's just knock it all off the yep. list. Uh, and that was also, we found it efficient. So we found like, if that's done, then we can get on with the rest of life. We're not sort of tripping over things. Um, but I really just think it comes down to person. Mm. So I've carried that over into being a mum, partially because he doesn't nap. So I'm never going to be able to play catch up unless I took like a day off and James went out with John. And then when I've done that, I've thought, I don't want to sit at home like washing dishes, unfold it. Like that's yeah. not how I want to spend that's my downtime. Not your day off. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, uh, but I also, yeah, I really think it's sort of like as Christians when you say it's not a salvation issue. Like is this impacting my mothering? No. Yeah. Is this impacting John? Heck no. Like he doesn't care if there's washing there. No. You can be an awesome mum and an awesome wife and a friend and your kids are thriving and the washing actually is so irrelevant. It's not – if it was have I done a food shop, do we have dinner to eat? That's different. Yeah. But I just think those things, yeah, I just – it's that, is it a salvation issue? No. Is this core to my mothering? No. Then it doesn't matter. It can wait. Right. So being at home though, is there an expectation on you to be, you know, responsible for the cooking and cleaning and all those sorts of jobs? I'm really grateful for COVID in the sense that James um, started working from home and he's still working from home. And that's been a real blessing to our family because it's balanced out that life admin side of things. Okay. So it's given me more opportunities to do some more actual life admin and to tick some things off the list that I've had, you know, building up. Yeah. And it's given James more of a chance to play with John, which he loves, yeah. and building kind of little traditions and routines and daddy and John things they do together. Yes. And also just to take ownership of some house stuff. So I used to try and keep it achievable, doable, and then think everything else, who cares? Yeah. But it's actually really nice for him to say, like, I'm going to just do all the dishes. Like, if you cook, I'll wash up. If I cook you wash up or yeah. I'll do dinner tonight or I'll do dinner this week like I'll do all the dinners I'm here yeah so yeah. that's been really nice and what about you know because there's no real clear clock off time I guess until John's asleep yeah but then like you said there's stuff to get done once he's yeah. asleep so how do you prioritize that downtime for you and and what do you do with it to fill up your cup yeah yeah so i again COVID has been really helpful because james is there mm. so even if he says right i'll wrap it up at five mm -hmm. and then i'll go take john for a bike ride while you just have a rest okay. and then when we come back we'll have dinner and then i might watch netflix and iron while he's doing more work yeah um and then i think i was thinking about this 
um, before tonight. I sort of thought there are some things I do that are just spontaneous mm-hmm. that just happen. And then there's some things I do that I'm pretty intentional about. So some of the intentional ones are I will – there's one night every week that I go for a walk with a friend and oh. we'll just chat about life and, you know, catch up, which yeah, is lovely. good. Um, and then – on the night that James goes to Bible study, I try and have actual downtime and do something fun by myself yep. because John will be asleep, James is out or on Zoom. Um, and so I try and watch a sermon online or watch a show that James might not be interested in or just do something that's purely for myself. And then um, during COVID when it was hard to go out or go mm. anywhere, we would on the weekends, there'd be time where James would just take John by himself just John and daddy for a whole day and that was amazing like I hadn't had that before ever as a like full-time mum and so good for them too yeah love that bonding time yeah that's right so yeah I was gonna ask though spending so much time together has he ever had issues with separation anxiety definitely okay yes and because he didn't go to daycare right so he starts preschool in two weeks how do you think he's gonna pray for us okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um <laughs> i'll tell you in two weeks yeah. how it goes but he's a real softy okay. and a real yeah bit of a barnacle yeah. i'm really interested to see how it goes yeah. and that i think that bond is strong because we've spent so much time together yeah, it's beautiful yeah yeah quickly circling back to the cleaning and the uh keeping the house in order because i'm on mat leave at the moment so yes. i'm getting a little bit of a taste of this yes when i clean out the toys and Banjo unpacks them all, or I clean up the kitchen, and my husband comes home and makes a yes. bit of a mess. Yes. I start having like oh, little totally. connections. It's okay. Groundhog day, isn't it? Right. You're like, <laughs> I just cleaned this so I could clean it again. You know, like okay. I cleaned it so I could cook in it, so I could clean it. Like you're like, why am I doing this? Do you just get to the point where you just have to let that go, or does it just, you know, sometimes it creeps up on you and it really frustrates you on that day, and then it doesn't on another day, like totally i heard of a um phrase called rage cleaning which is where like oh you get gosh, to the point <laughs> and i was like oh that is a thing where you're just like oh, i've had enough like i'm throwing all of your toys away like <laughs> so it's that moment where you're like that's it we don't own cutlery we're using plastic and paper huh? we're eating on the grass with our hands i'm yeah. done so rage cleaning is a thing okay i but understand I, that i sort of i think it's that you know when that's coming and yeah. that's when i've learned to say I'm reaching my limit. Yep. I'm using my quiet serial killer voice. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I'm about to crack it. We all have that voice. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. So, and then also when he was, and oh, every kid, every parent is totally different. But for John and I, when he was a bit younger, I tried to teach him to pack up. Okay. And I also tried to teach him like, oh, are we finishing this activity? Why don't we make some room for something really fun and sort of make it sound appealing and say, oh, I don't think we could really paint on the floor if all our blocks are in the way. And then, yeah. And also I think there's like Maggie Dent talks about asking your kids like, have you finished this or can I touch it before you pack it away? Uh And that was a light bulb for me. I always get in trouble when I clear away Banjo's food yes. because it's been there for half an hour. Yes. So you'd think it was safe to assume he was yep. done yep. and then he comes back with that oh, last cracker. It's and exactly right. I feel his wrath. Yeah, that's right. Or the activity. Like I'm like, oh, it's tiny bits of scrappy paper on the floor. I'm just going to put this in the bin. Yeah. And then he'll wake up and be like, where are my snowflakes? Oh. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm a lot better at saying, can I move this or could we put it somewhere special? Yeah. Or, and I also don't have any toys in his room Ah. so we have toys in sort of 
a dedicated part of our house okay. and it can go anywhere in the house, in the garden, in the car, I don't care. Yeah. But I just make his room so it's a place for sleep. Okay. And that also means that it's not he's not sort of running around going, where's my dinosaur? I'm like, it's probably there or there. Yeah. And that keeps it some semblance of normalcy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you think that there is more pressure on mums who work within the home to be, you know, providing these really healthy, nutritious meals, to be coming up with all these creative activities, yeah. arts and craft and yeah. all that. Do you yeah. do you feel that pressure? Definitely. Okay. And I think there's more pressure on parents because we're almost all are like doing PR on social media. Like people are like, yeah. oh, I can see in the background there that you've got some new Timber Scandinavian toys. <laughs> and you're like, what the heck? You know, like, or, oh, I don't think that's the way I would chop those grapes. And you're oh, like, yeah. wow, everything's documented. So everyone's commenting on everything. Yeah. Um, and I think for dads as well, there's like pressure on you must have a job plus have a very deep bond with your child yeah. plus have a social life plus look after your wife. Like I think roles have changed a lot and and with the men and women working and men and women raising kids and men and women doing stuff outside their families, I think it's really good and it's good we're struggling with it and we're sort of reassessing things. But definitely I think there's pressure on for me to be with John full time people definitely sort of say like, oh, that must be nice. You can cook with him or play with him mm. or do things that, you know, I might not have time to do with my kids. I'm like, definitely, but I've had some snarky comments dropped in the past mm. and as soon as it does come up that I'm with him full time, people would be like, so what do you even do? Like uh. I go crazy. I feel like my mind would go to mush. I'm like, thank you very much. <laughs> yes I've forgotten how to read grown-up books like unfriend (laughs) yeah literally that's right that's right yeah but I think and I think also you know it's the curse of so much information when you have so many choices so many options you can google things there are books on things there's podcasts there's tv shows there's so much available whereas I think our parents went to Woolworths and if it wasn't at Woolworths you didn't like pop down to Flannery's Organic or you know you just that was it it was at Woolies or it wasn't there so we need to lower the bar a bit yeah 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 Yeah. I mean yeah I think the fact that we even care about this is probably a good sign of how much we care about our kids exactly exactly but the expectation and the pressure is also so unhelpful yeah you know, happy mum, happy bub, yeah, I reckon. Like totally. if they see you in good spirits, yeah. just playing with them, yeah. if we can bring it back to those simple things, totally, they're going to thrive. Totally, yeah. So with days that are pretty hectic, you mentioned uh, maybe at night listening to a sermon. I was just going to wonder yeah. like in this time, because I think about my experience on a Sunday at church at the moment and yeah. I haven't been in what I call big church yes. for about seven months. I'm yes. in kids church with Banjo because he's yeah. not keen on me leaving yes. at the moment. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm just wondering like, how do you nurture your faith at the moment with a little one? Yeah. So pardon me. There are times at Crash still on Sundays in particular where John doesn't want a parent to leave. So we would either tag team, I could say, you go to crash with him, I'll sit in church and then we'll do the opposite the next week. Or you start downstairs with him and then try and come back up. And then if he wants a parent, I'll go down. So we try and do a bit of that. Um, But I also, I just, I reckon it just comes down to grace, like giving yourself a lot of grace and knowing, again, like it's not a salvation issue. Mm. If you genuinely feel your faith 
suffering and you feel like you are, you know, you're having doubts or you're losing faith or you're losing hope or you're losing community and connection, then those are little red lights. Like maybe it's not that helpful for you in this season to be completely isolated. Mm. But I also think giving grace and having grace, like giving grace to yourself as well Mm. and just realising that it's just different for every mum. Um, when John was younger, when he wouldn't nap and he was really clingy and really active, I just didn't go to Bible study until he was two and a bit. Mm-hmm. I just didn't go at all. I didn't even try and go because he wasn't asleep at night. If I took him, he'd just like squawk and want to walk away and play a game. He wouldn't go to crash without me. So I just thought rather than being here and spending this whole time stressed yeah. and a bit embarrassed and feeling like a failing and putting all that pressure on myself and John and then getting in the car and feeling like why won't you just have a nap I just realized actually that's that's not what anyone else in that room wants me to do yeah all they want me to do is to be a mum be a Christian ask for help if I need it um well I think it's safe to say also that that's probably what would delight the Lord like exactly (laughs) that's right it's exactly right I think he uh would want John and and his well-being to be your priority and exactly yeah that's right so I tried Bible study didn't work went to church stayed in the cry room for ages <laughs> and then did time in creation and he's happier in creation now which is great um but I just found online like watching sermons online actually sitting like watching a sermon and then writing in a prayer journal mm. I found if I didn't write things down I would literally start falling asleep yeah so I'd take notes while I was listening classic teacher nerd moment and then write my prayer at the end and if I did that once a fortnight yeah. it was a real quality not quantity thing yeah. and then I'd mull over it and I think you know as well like if it's just lack of time but the intention is there and you are still opening your bible you're still praying you're still in community yeah. God knows, he sees your heart. Like he doesn't want you to give yourself another bit of mum guilt that you're not doing it right. And no, no one else really does either. So yeah. grace, lots and lots and lots <laughs> of grace. Yeah. Someone's about to have their first kid and they're hoping that they, they'll they be able to be a stay-at-home mom or someone's yeah. looking at maybe dropping uh, – Having a leaving pause. their job, or yeah. yeah. <laughs> what uh, what advice do you have for them in terms of practical or just expectations? Things yeah. to yeah. I think so. I think the first thing I'd say is if you possibly can at all, um, plan and save. Like sit down, do a spreadsheet, crunch the numbers, and figure out if it'll work. Like figure out how close you're going to be on that kind of financial line and what that looks like for you as a couple and then just reassess it. So James and I often talk like, oh, wow, like a bit tight here or, oh, you know, like I think to make this work or for us to be able to do this, then I'll go back to work at this stage or so again, like things are in seasons, just reassess, be open, chat about it. Nothing's in stone. Yeah, I can imagine if there's certain goals that you had as a family or activities like travel. Yes. One day we'll travel again. But like, you know, different things that you might want as a part of your family's lifestyle that might just not be a reality if it's only a single income. Totally. So to keep talking about that. Yeah. It's like the the burnout thing where you just acknowledge and sort of say like, I'm reaching the limit of feeling comfortable Mm. about where we're at financially or I feel pretty stressed in my job and I feel like I'm, carrying the financial load could you pray for me or can we talk about it or can we just sit down and look at things and be really explicit in black and white Mm. about 
what this is doing for our budget and our savings and for the next 50 years. And then the other way around being like, you know, I'm bored or I miss working or I'm tired of doing this seven days a week or I don't want to do all the child raising and all the chores. Like, you know, like could I get some part-time work or could I do something on the side? And yeah, so thinking about all of that, just being really explicit, I think helps. Yeah. And also not letting anyone else's ideas or expectations bully you into doing something a certain way. Like Mm. we were saying, like, don't let the tail wag the dog. So someone else says like, (laughs) oh, but back in my day, we did blah, blah, blah. Or, oh, my wife did this or my mum did this or just being careful of being like, actually, we're going to do it this way and we're in unison and we're in peace about it. So... That works for our family and if someone else thinks that's weird, well, listen to their feedback but it works for us just like your situation works for you. Yes. So, yeah. And seasons, 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 seasons. Yeah. <laughs> if it stops working, reassess, change it, tweak it. Yeah. yeah. This has been so helpful. <laughs> but is there anything that you think is worth um, touching on that we haven't got to? I think the whole um, – It does take a village in the sense that I have friends, I joined a really beautiful mother's group through our council, our local council when I first had John and I'm so grateful for it. I've made some really beautiful lifelong friends from that group. I think that's really helpful if you can connect with other mums with kids that are your kid's age, particularly if it's your first kid. Because I think, like you said earlier, it's sometimes you don't get any feedback and you you think, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I don't know if I'm doing this well. And I don't care for my ego, but like, have I broken my child? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and like, that's... should they be doing this or not doing this? Or I think what you said in terms of that connection is so important because we often talk about how motherhood can be really isolating, but that's not just physically isolating. Yeah. Yes, some people are introverts and so putting themselves out there, joining a mother's group, that's going to be really challenging. Yeah, But it's more for that... Um, that mental isolation, I yeah. think, where you might be making the biggest issue out of something and then yeah. you talk to another mom and it's like, yeah. oh, your kid's struggling with that too yes. and suddenly it normalises it or makes yeah. you feel like, oh, okay, we're all just winging it and yeah. we all have no idea what we're doing. That's right. Like, it's really That's important. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I also I think if at all possible, find mums who are a step ahead of you. So I think particularly with your first kid, yes. you get so caught up in like, oh, have you pureed this? Did you know they can sleep? Like, And then it's like, oh my goodness, they're toilet training. How do I toilet train? Mm-hmm. So I found that such a blessing with the church community to like chat, find a generous mum who's honest and happy to have a chat with you and uh, like pick her brains, just ask her like gift of hindsight. When your kids were this age, what do you wish you had known? Or mm-hmm. how did you do that? Or what did you do with car seats or sneakers? I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah. I think that's a really big blessing in our church. So tap into that massive like bank of information yeah it's good for you but gosh it must be encouraging like when you go to an older mum to yeah. soak up their wisdom and yeah that's right it's a compliment to say yeah. i think you're doing it well your kids yes. look lovely <laughs> i would love my kid to look like your kids totally. yeah <laughs> but uh no like you and john you seem to have just the most special bond um and that obviously comes from the time that you spend together you know just that positive that presence that you are in his life just at this age particularly whilst he's just figuring out where he sits in this world Mm. Um, I think that's really special and yeah I really appreciate you sharing today what it's been like and um, look unfortunately mothering it's it's not as valued in our society as it should be all the work a mom does in the home it's it's not as obvious as if you're in a workplace but 
Being devoted to raising the next generation is one of the most rewarding achievements uh, that we can accomplish in our lifetime. Just remember, no matter what your day-to-day looks like, you are more than a mum, more than a wife, more than a worker. You are a daughter of God. Uh, I'm so thankful for you for joining us for this Audible Mums group. If you're a stay-at-home mum and you don't have many friends around, I encourage you, like Kat said, find a church community or a play group or something because this motherhood thing, it's a lot more fun and enjoyable when we're alongside others. Uh, I just want to say another big thank you to my husband who's still walking the streets at the moment, (laughs) helping little Zach sleep. Uh, But if you'd like to connect further, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Mums Group Pod and you can continue the conversation there, ask more questions, share your experiences. But uh, look forward to talking to you next time. Until then, bye.